All right, skyscrapers, welcome back. We got our guest Paul here today. But before we get with what Paul's going to talk about, we had a great podcast last week. We're starting to roll th- through these, right? YB, we got our, our jump shot going, right? We're taking some reps. Absolutely. Some right? You know, we're getting, uh, we got the, the rack set up. We're in the three-point mode right now. So make sure you're, you know, you're back on, on your habits, back on your schedule here, listening to us every two weeks. Um, we got some great people lined up. Um, with Paul Mobile being the uh, uh, one of those people who are um, lined, his inner coat is lined with greatness. Um, it's just about him flipping that thing open and and, and looking for you. So, um, Paul, man, we gotta introduce you to the, to, to Skyscrapers Nation. Um, tell us about you. Uh, first, I'd like to tell you guys, man, thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to to be here to be able to kind of discuss a bunch of different things, but. My background uh, is just really just based around, um, you know, helping young men to be great, great men of character, right? And that, that, that dives down into a lot of different things, right? So my title as the power coach, right? Um, my background com- comes from that of athletics, right? Being a former player, former collegiate coach. Um, I wanted to do more for my guys. I wanted to, you know, help them after the game was over. So I wanted to, you know, um, really focus on player development, character development, and that was football, right? Yes, sir. Okay. And I went into it, you know, kind of green, not really knowing which direction I wanted to go. We adapted a, a character development slash violence prevention program um, my last year at Robert Morris University. And, you know, that domestic violence, sexual assault side really kind of piqued my interest, right? So I kind of just dove headfirst into that world for about two years really understanding, you know, what that meant, you know, how, how did, how did those things occur? And what I found out, you know, just in correlation to how, you know, we see a lot as it pertains now, especially the Me Too movement, you know, different things throughout athletics, I saw a huge gap, right? Not only with the character development piece, but everything that we learned to be as men, right? And how that kind of plays into the violence against women. So, um, I, I took it as my responsibility, you know, knowing that I can't say that I want to develop men of character without addressing this uh, crucial um, pinpoint around manhood, right? And realize that, you know, us as men, a lot of us are novice when it comes to relationships and, um, you yes, know, social emotional intelligence, <laughs> right? Right. You know, That's a fact. so um, I took pride in really um, owning that part and you know understanding this is what I was made to do um not just talk to athletes but all men right and and kind of how that plays itself out so let's let's back up and we're, we are definitely going to get into um this manhood thing that's one of the main reason why I wanted to have you on because right. um we've had conversations um really really you know uh from the time we really met mm-hmm. Long time ago was that 1973? No, <laughs> um, no. So Paul and I um, played um, football together in college. Um, I'm two years older than Paul, um, but I would tell you this is he was always number one. He's ultra competitive on on the field. Um, he didn't get the best of me, but you know, <laughs> no. But ultra competitive on the field. But I think you can always tell when a person is 
um, is introspective, and we're going to talk about that word a little later, but mm -hmm. that has something that they are searching for within themselves, right? Sometimes people, we're, we live on the surface level, um, and you can tell that about young young men especially, right. um, but I always felt like that way about you. I, think, I feel like that's why we, we were able to uh, stay connected over, um, you know, over these last 15 years, really. Um, yeah, so interestingly enough, you know, when I first got to Duquesne, um, you know, I walked in the locker room, I seen this dude, he had all these muscles on his neck, <laughs> his calf muscles, you know, on his toes. And I'm like, you know, what does he play, like linebacker or something? <laughs> so I get on the field, and this dude is like lining up across from me as a receiver. You know, me playing defensive back. So I was like, wow, like I, I had, I had no, I knew at that point I had to step my game up, right? So, you know, just being a competitor, you know, I always realize like, you know, no matter how far you are ahead of me, I can always catch up if mm -hmm. I work hard enough, mm -hmm. right? So that, that kind of pushed me early on as a freshman. And uh, we actually go back to um, what happened that year. I actually got kicked out of school. I got mm -hmm. sent home. And we'll, we'll kind of dive into some of the reasons behind that uh, as we go along. Right, yeah. right. Good, man. So let's 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 begin our talk here. Um, in, and again, you're an expert. You're a professional in, in the area mm -hmm. um, when we're talking about um, manhood and, and, and what um, what that looks like. What is the definition? Where are we going with the definition? Mm. Um, what's the standard? Where should people, what are we looking at? Because you're right, right now we got this Me Too movement going on. Right. And I'll tell you something about me, is like, I live around women, mm -hmm. okay? So my family, um, for every for every one boy, there's eight girls, right. all right? It's just the way it is, <laughs> that's the right? Way, right? And that's just the way it is, right? right? So, and then, you know, I get married and I have two girls, right? right? So I go home and they rule my life, right? Um, but I'm okay with that, right? I have six, I have five sisters, you know? So um, I've always been very sensitive um, to what, uh, maybe some of the needs of women are. Um, so I think I've been maybe fortunate and uh, spoiled right. in the sense that I've been forced into this situation mm -hmm. where um, as far as what I feel like a man should give in a relationship with a woman, whether it's your sister or your wife or right. your mom, I've been forced into it because I look around. Now sure. for, for everybody else... So, interestingly enough, um, your stance is very rare. Okay. Right? And I'm not saying that men don't care about women. I'm saying it from the standpoint, traditional manhood is defined by distance, distancing myself from anything that's feminine. Mm -hmm. Right? So, mm -hmm. I, as a man, unconsciously don't care about the experience of women. Okay. Right, and that's how we've been taught unconsciously, and I, and we speaking in generalities, right? For sure. Right. But if you, if let's say you had a son, okay, right, and he was on the porch with five girls, right, mm. and he's like, "Hey, come in the house. Let me talk to you real quick." What would that conversation be like? Mm. You would assume that you know, maybe he's 11, 12, right? Which one of those girls do you like? Right, because there could be no way that he can hang around five girls right. and not like at least one of them. And right. you, so you say, "Oh yeah, I like the one in the purple." You saw the, she had the nice shoes on. Her. It's like, all right, the conversation's over. But let him say, "No, Dad, that's just my friends. Like we just hanging out." He's like, "Okay, well, what are y'all talking about? Right. What are you doing? Why are you right. hanging around? Why are you hanging around them girls?" Right. So we we kind of been taught that you know in a lot of different ways that. 
for me to care about, and we 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 have people have mixed opinions about the Me Too movement, but for me to care about the experience of women, mm. right, kind of takes me out of what we define as the man box, right? What is the man box, right? So this is the box that the world, or let's just say, our country right. has put men in traditionally, right? You got to be tough, right? Right, you can't cry, you can't show your emotions. All right, you, if you're interested in women, it has to be of sexual nature, right? Right, it can't just be, oh, you know, we have female friends, right? right. But that's few and far between, right. you, you and them can't really hang out without somebody saying, You talking to her, right? right? Y'all can't just yeah, be right. authentically right. friends, right. Right? right? Right, so it's a lot of things that we've learned unconsciously and it's been taught to us from generation to generation to generation. And we've adapted it as men. Not only men have adapted it, women have adapted it. Right. To to defining manhood. And for me, manhood is whatever you define it to be. Once you know yourself and say, I'm okay with being whatever it is that I am. Right. right? So, um, I always tell a lot of my guys, we all drank the same Kool-Aid around okay. what we thought a man was. For right? sure. Yeah. Which means that I can have the worst day of my life. Go home and my mom asked me, "How was your day? It was good. It was fine. Mm. It was cool. Mm. I had the worst day of my life, though. <laughs> right. So we we learned very early that emotions is something that's reserved for who? For women. For women. We don't talk about our issues. Right. Right. We don't. Ex- no. Who? First off, we we we've probably never really had an example of a man ex- expressing that. Yeah. Right. How many yeah. times you've seen your dad cry? Right. right. It, or, I mean, it was yeah. way later in my life. Like, it right, wasn't right. when I was younger. But if you like, did, it's probably once or twice. Right. Right. Exactly. Right? That's it. Yeah. So, for a lot of men, we're wrestling with, in a lot of ways, just being our whole self. Right. Right? Because to bring this manhood to the table, I got to make sure I'm not crossing this line or getting out of the box mm. to this femininity side. Mm. Right? And it is difficult to understand, but if I was to say, you know, we had our friends, man, why are you so, why are you, why are you so emotional, man? Stop acting like a girl, mm, yeah. right? But or even in football, right? Yeah. Y'all, y'all, why acting like a bunch of girls? Da, da, da. So yeah. what are we then saying about girls? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> Women are some of the strongest people we know. That's Absolutely a fact, are. right? <laughs> yeah. But if we're saying that in the con- and this is what we've just been taught, we didn't even know. Yeah. Right? They don't mean bad by it, but this is something that we've been taught. Right. Right. So we're we unconsciously put us on a pedestal. Right. Without even realizing, men are here and women are here because if I call you a girl, I'm se- I'm actually in a lot of ways disrespecting you. Right. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But why is why am I disrespect? Are we not equal? Right. So we've been unconsciously thinking that women are of less value than men. Then we can go into the different pieces that, you know, we view them as property or sexual objects, so on and so forth, right? But all that plays into the psyche of a man, mm-hmm. right? So even at a very elementary age, right, we're looking at a young man, and I call it keeping score, because we are, as men, competitive. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Keeping score. So... A lot of men think masculinity is something that I have to continually earn, right? So if I'm keeping score, first, when I'm little, is I can run faster than you. I can jump higher than you. I can beat you at this game. When we get older, it's different. Now I'm competing at another level. Now I got to brag to you about the girls that I'm supposedly 
you know. And that's supposedly right. Right. Air quotes. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I can't see the air quotes. But right. That I'm 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 sleeping with. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because that is another notch or another point for me. Right. In this race called masculinity. Right. Or manhood. Therefore. Right. right? right. But. It shouldn't be something that I have to prove. I shouldn't have to fight you because we had a disagreement just to show everybody else I'm not I'm not a punk. Right. Because a punk is not in the box. If I'm a punk, if I'm weird, if I'm a nerd, if I'm, you know, maybe I, I, I have feminine nature qualities, whatever. Maybe I walk different. I'm automatically not in the box. Right? Mm. Because that's to be a man, you can't be anything close to a woman. Right, that those those are the standards. Therefore, that a lot of people have been taught. Right, this is what men are. You're tough. Yep, yeah. show no tears. And I mean, Paul, this this is good, and I'm, right. I'm enjoying this talk so far because I, I look at look at myself and like I don't think it was anything in particular. Mm-hmm. Like you can talk about, you know, have you ever seen your dad cry and stuff? Like, and I don't think I was actually, you know, like specifically taught anything. Right, mm-hmm. it's it's just sort of. You know, inherently learned mm-hmm. from part you know, of pe- pe- people around yeah. us, and you know, like you know, the generation before them that you know yeah. had this sort of you know bad look, and unfortunately, it just it slowly trickled down, and like it's quote unquote taught mm-hmm. to us, right, right, but right. not like written down, and we had to rewrite it fifty times. Right, it's so, just the environment that we're in. So think about right. your relationships for a second. Just think about the good and the bad. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> Not that we were necessarily talk. We just looked around and kind of, okay. I saw him do that. I saw that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, okay. You just kind of pieced it together, right? Uh-huh. Right. You you try to try to understand your emotions. Well, I don't want to feel like that, you know. And for a lot of young men, because we're so novice at emotions, once somebody hurts us, oh, oh, the, oh yeah, everybody else gonna pay for it, right? Because I'm not going to be vulnerable again. Right. No. <laughs> but you ever really realize, and we're speaking in generalities yeah. again, about how resilient women are when it comes to relationships right. and their vulnerability. Right. Yeah. For men, it's the complete opposite. If I get hurt, I could get hurt in middle school. The next couple girls that I date, yeah. they're going to pay for what she did. She might have just... Well, girls, right. well, women share. Right, by right, the way, right. and I watch my two my two girls, mm-hmm. and it, it's a funny thing right now. And I I, I I said just said this to Shireen the other day. Is we're upstairs and we're listening to them, and they're fighting, and they're fighting over everything. By the way, <laughs> I mean, Rain can't take a left step without having being upset about it. But let me tell you something: is they share when they're upset with each other, they share it with each other. Then they come share it with their mom. I noticed that they don't share it with me, mm-hmm. right? Here's what happens when they come to me. They make sure that they have all the answers and all the solutions set up before they would ever come to me, mm-hmm. right? Because things will happen where things will happen in the house when I'm home and Shereen is out, my wife is out. They they hold it in till mom comes. Wow. Mom comes, they dump it on mom, and they boom, 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 boom. And I'm I'm in the background going, why did they just tell me? Right. You know, but I know why they didn't tell me because here's how I am, mm-hmm. and I and I had to. You're more logical. I, yes, I'm more logical, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I'm more logical because that's actually how my brain works, mm-hmm. or I'm more logical because I think that I think, or somebody told me, or somebody showed me that that's how I should be. Does that so make sense? A lot of what we've learned to be is just unconscious. Right. We didn't even realize that that we were learning it, but it's mm-hmm. been downloading in our mind because we've yeah. seen so much mm-hmm. of it. Right. Yeah, downloading so, is like a good way. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> even with your kids, they they. 
what I realized about my kids, they watch me more than anybody else. Right. So everything that they pick up, I gotta look at like, did they get that from me? <laughs> right. Like, you know what I mean? Because right. they're they're. That's who they learn. They get you figured out. They they even know how to pin you against your wife. Uh-huh. Because they they they're they're watching you so intensely, right? So what I realized in 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 understanding it is women do a better job at processing emotion. Mm-hmm. And how I use emotion, and this is great for a lot of people, is energy in motion. Right. It has to go somewhere. Right. Right? So for us, we might be thinking that we don't deal with the emotion, but it's sitting in there somewhere. Right. 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 right? And sometimes it comes out at a time where we can at least, we, like we, at least we probably don't expect it. it. And you hear some people say, I blacked out. That's a lot of emotion coming out at once, kind of like a champagne bottle mm-hmm. coming out. Right? Because... Women, when they feel it, they let you know. Right. Uh, not generality, of course, right. but they have a better job because sure. this emotional muscle has to be exercised, just like anything else. It has to be exercised. And they, they've been allowed from a society standard to show it. Now, if I was a young man and we've learned, and this is a part of us uh, socializing, we learned that men don't do that. Mm-hmm. So if I want to be a man, I can't continue to show my emotion and how I really feel because that's rejected by society. Right. Right? Until I can really formulate who I am and be comfortable in that to be able to express certain things. Mm-hmm. Right? But at a very young age, oh no, I can't I can't talk about that. Unless I can get in a space where people are freely discussing it. You know? Yeah, and you know, I I as you're saying that I just think about what what my mother mm-hmm. you know used to say about me as a young kid and I would cry for everything mm-hmm. right I mean because I would just feel like I'd feel like I'd let somebody wrong down with that. right yeah. I, if I felt like I let somebody down I'm like in tears mm-hmm. you know but and it was something I would it's funny that you hear you know, I start rehearing things it's like mm-hmm. well he'll grow out of that mm-hmm. and you're going but now as I'm older I'm going, I've literally never grown out of that mm-hmm. by the way I get just as emotional but you know what I've learned to do not cry does that make sense? I get right. just as emotional. And right. these guys will tell you, like, I get angry about things or I get, like, really passionate about things. But I've learned not to physically, right. like, the Show physical man- manifestation right. of that, I've learned not to do it. Why? Because I heard even my mother go, oh, he'll grow out of that. Right. He'll grow out of the crime. Right? And, and because we're traditionally told men are supposed... So what? at what age do you think men are supposed to have their tears in control? Or I shouldn't <laughs> say men, boys. Boys, right. To have it under control. What age? <laughs> Eight or ten years old, I'm like ten was, years old. Yeah, yeah I'm like even you know, I don't know, eight years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By ten, I gotta have it down, mastered. I I gotta when I feel when I feel it. Listen, none of us are immune to feeling, mm-hmm. right? So we're men have done themselves a huge disservice. This is why we die first. This is why we're twice as likely to commit suicide. This is why we suffer from the most mental health issues because we do not really express how we really feel. Going back to the man box, mm-hmm. a man's taught that he can't ask for what? Help. Help. I can't do nothing great by myself. <laughs> right. But I've been taught, right? Remember old school, don't ask for directions. Thanks God, we got yeah. GPS now. Right. Right? <laughs> but don't ask for directions. You driving right. around in circles. Circles, right. Right? We've been um, socialized to think like, I'm a man, not, not that I'm Superman, but I got to technically act like it. Right. right. I got to put the world on my back. Everybody's problems, I got to be able to solve. And what about when we get weak? Because weak is not in the box. So I can't show my family that I'm weak, that I'm emotional. Right. Right? I'm letting them down. 
if you would, right. how you felt was an authentic feeling, and how you expressed that was a is is how you're supposed to express it, right? right? Especially being young or even being older, but because we were men, air quotes again, I can't show you, right. right? But what we realize as we get older, that real men cry, right? Yeah, real men cry. This because we're human, right? So what we've done is separate men from women and say that men are in a different category than women. We're both human. They're allowed to express themselves and we're not. We feel the same feelings. We got the same issues, but they're allowed to be themselves and we're not? That's a conflict. And that's why we have a lot of the issues that we have, right? So let's take a pivot and let's talk about where where the evolution comes from because, you know, I did start off by saying I think that I'm in a unique situation because I'm uh, surrounded by women. Right. However, I'm also in a unique situation that there are not a lot of men mm-hmm. in our family that stay there that have, uh, you know, uh, valid points to make. Like men are in and out. Like my fa- my father. Now I have a, my my stepdad who's he's been in my life forever. And he, he, a plus dude. Right. Now again, I'm do. very lucky. Mm-hmm. But like my father. I, if he walk on the street right now, won't be able to tell you, right? Mm-hmm. And by the way, that is—it's just like an okay occurrence, right? right? Mm-hmm. It's okay, right? We just figured it out, and that's how it is. My family is like—we don't even talk about it. Right. But what's the pivot? I want to pivot and talk about. Okay, so what is the evolution? Mm-hmm. Once we realize, okay, where I'm at is not enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is the evolution? What what type of things should I be looking for? to really figure out what it is and, and, and who I am as a man and how I'm going to affect and, and uh, uh, you know, get with other people. So I'm going to break this down two ways. Um, the famous philosopher J. Cole, right? <laughs> <laughs> Says you're not a man until you stop chasing your friends, right? Okay. Make your own plans. Like, you know, think for yourself and make your own plans, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And I said that to say because early on in, in our development, um, I call it like a stage one of life is, um, as they define it, is mimicry, which means we mimic. Yeah. 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 We mimic what we see, right? right? So a lot of that, you know, as we grow and try to figure out community and culture and how that all pertains to my socialization, right, is I have to fit in a group. Right? right, and if I'm fitting in the group, then I have to act similar to you, for sure. Right, yeah. in order for me to fit in that group. Now, a lot of some people get caught in stage one because that's constantly um, predicated upon validation and approval, right? Mm. Fitting into a construct, right? Versus being yourself. We're all different. Yeah. We're all unique, right? For sure. But if I'm focusing on fitting in then all of my opinions will will not be that of my own, but that of others. Sure. Okay, so as we graduate from boyhood to manhood and what I call like self-discovery, right. I have to learn, right, when we talk about boys, boys have to be managed by others. Mm-hmm. Okay? Manhood is saying that not only can I manage myself, but I'm also willing willing enough to take responsibility for, for whatever that is, right? Like... We're, we're looking at men now as, as saying, can they own up to their mistakes? Right. Right. Can they can they be willing enough to say I was wrong? 
right? That's 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 about ownership, right? That's that, it has a lot to do with saying, you know what? I didn't get it right at first. You know, my, one of my biggest campaigns and that's what I try to preach throughout what I do is saying I got it wrong. Right. Early on, I got it wrong as a man. I didn't fully understand, kind of like the video we watch, right? I didn't know, right? But I didn't know that I didn't know, right? Yeah, First degree right. of learning. I right. didn't know that I didn't know. Then now that I know, I got to try to get it right. Right. And I got to learn the things that I need to know in order to, to um, be responsible, right? So a lot of it is based, is predicated around responsibility, right? And owning up to that. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Question. No, yes, it, it does make sense. So... When we talk about, and let's talk about women, I don't, and I, by the way, as you guys are listening to this, I don't want it to be that uh, our women shut, uh, maybe I should have said this earlier, but our women shut this off like, oh, he's no. just schooling the men, so. Because I'm they've been taught the same thing we've been taught. Right. Yeah. So it is, it is a cross-gender thing that we're, mm-hmm. that we both have the same ideal of a man, and I think that's where people struggle right. when they're trying to have a relationship, right? right. Because we're, you know, and I, and I and I like the way you put it, Paul, is we got our men trying to fit in the box, mm-hmm. right? And then anytime you take a half a step out the box, your your woman's You're there kicking you back right back in there. And, we, we all drink the same Kool-Aid. We all drink the same Kool-Aid, <laughs> right? right? So when we're talking about now how we present ourselves to women and then, mm-hmm. you know, it, let's let's speak to our women a little, a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. What, you know, what what do you feel like you know, a woman should be looking for, right? Mm-hmm. If you if you could, how about this? If you could coach a young man, you get a young man, he's eight years old, mm-hmm. right? And you're going to coach him till he's 32. Right. You got him here. Which I plan to and, do. Right? right, what you plan to do is right. going to be good. Then you just send him out into the world, mm-hmm. right? But we don't know who that young man is. You have to give a woman mm-hmm. uh, some things to look for to find that man. You're going to say, listen, if you find this, this, and this, or if you see this and this, this is how you're going to recognize the man that I coach right. from 8 to 32. What would some of those things look like? So it's interesting that you say that because I know, I know I'm going to let Marty kind of talk about the the man. I'm looking for a man. Looking for right. a man. Right? A real man. A real man, right? You hear that a lot. What, what is a real man, yeah. right? But I think what we're looking for, because you really can't put a... Uh, when we talk about character and integrity, mm. those are things that are more intrinsic, right? We can't really put a number on that, right? But when we used to gauge men, we we gauge them based on their performance or their accolades or whether it's football, whether it's uh, business, mm-hmm. whether it's this, that, right? So a lot of the times, women are dating based off preference and not based off character, mm. right? Those are... Th- kind of things you see and then unravel later right but if I'm only looking at you for preference and men do it too right sometimes yeah, yeah, we yeah. date people based on preference I I want this type of woman I want this type right well we're not really you know and I really break this down in the healthy and unhealthy relationships right and what are the things that you're looking for in a healthy relationship honesty respect equality right, right? Um, good communication, so on and so forth. But those are things that you yeah. can't see, right? And Look, you gotta, yeah. you gotta get, you gotta get in there, yeah. a little bit and get into some arguments, some discussions, some good times, some bad times before you find those things, right? right? And like, re-engaging, right? right? And it, like you said, what, 
what are we looking for initially mm-hmm. sometimes you know can be the wrong things that lead oh, to unhealthy a lot of the times because yeah. remember when i said in the beginning we we just kind of looked around and was like okay i like this i like that i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna figure it out right right and, and we think we know until we realize we don't know, don't know. Right. right so for me and what i try to do in, in, in my work is to build a foundation um for young men, mm-hmm. right? And I don't mean build a foundation as in a nonprofit. I mean build a foundation for them as far as who they are, right? I honestly believe you cannot have an effective relationship unless you know who you are, right? Good and bad, right? Uh, uh, um, your flaws and your strengths, right? I need to know who I am because if I know who I am, I know who I need, mm. right? And right. I know who I don't need, right? Yeah. Right? Right. And when I kind of understand that concept, I'm not just dating you based because I think you're cute. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I think, oh, you make six figures. I'm not right. dating you based on that, right. right? I'm dating you based on my beliefs, my values, and my principles. Right. And who I need to align with will be predicated upon that, right? right? So for women, you know, I say date a man that not, not just understands himself, but has a vision, right? Has character, has integrity. But most importantly, he understands that he's not here to serve himself. Mm. He's here to serve others. Yeah, right? That's the word, right? right? So that's the word I try to live my life on. I, I try I try my hardest to do it. I'm not perfect at it, of course. But service, right? right? And that, that's what I've learned over my life is that even when I want something for myself, I have to start with right. how do I help somebody else? Right. It really has to be that, right? You know, and Marty and I are in business together. But it's always, how do I, how do we help this coach do this? Mm-hmm. Right? Before we think about our personal goals. Because the funny thing is, is that your personal goals all of a sudden magically fall in line when other people are getting what they need. Right? right? So that is the thing is like, Service, and they say, you know, I, I, Muhammad Ali said this, or somebody. Service is the rent that we pay, right? For sure. To occupy the space sure. on Earth, right? We were all put here for a purpose, right? You know, we gotta serve, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, how do I serve my wife? Mm-hmm. You know, and that, and that's, I think, for every person is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to serve my wife within the confines of my ability, right? And that's where I think that's very important. Yes, within the con- relationship, right? Right, mm-hmm. because. If I'm not ready to be that type of person, right. it's she's gonna bash me over my head with mm-hmm. with everything, and then she's gonna feel, you know, not taken care of, right. and I'm not ready for that. And I think one of the things that has helped me is I try to in every. Sometimes these guys laugh at me mm-hmm. about it, but I try to be very honest mm-hmm. with what I think about people as early as I can. Like if you come and come talk to me and I'm like, I think you're a little squirrely. I'm gonna like say it. I'm like, man, you're a little squirrely, right? <laughs> because that, uh, you being okay. I'm being okay. honest because right. I want the person to know where where my head is at when it comes to them, right? right? And I'm never disrespectful, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I, you know, or and I've had I've had you know tenuous conversations with people because I'm like, listen, I don't know if you don't know, really trust you like that. It just don't something about you. I don't really, mm-hmm. but but tell me more. Right. But let's go because I feel like if that person knows where what I'm thinking, what I, where I really am, mm-hmm. right? Then they will give me the tools to serve them the right way. Right. They're going to tell me. And that's how it is with my wife. But she knows, I t- she knows everything. She knows where my faults are, where I'm at. And she also knows where I'm, she's like, don't even, don't even expect that because you ain't ready for that. <laughs> don't, you know, your friend, your friend's right, husband right. may be doing right, that. Right, 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 but like, right. 
that's not where I am. It doesn't mean I can't get there because now if you know somebody, mm -hmm. right, you then can start to help them build the foundation to right. be able to get to where and that's key though you know where you may need them to you go have for to you know yourself right yeah right and you made a good point about that <clears throat> like we're talking about dating and we can, i'm still a single guy so we can use me as an example so you you mentioned that like i think it is dating's hard right in general but it is easier for me to date now Mm -hmm. than it is when, like, say I was 25 or 26, mm -hmm. going back to what we talked about. I, you know, maybe when I was that young, I would date a girl because she was cute mm -hmm. for, for a few months just mm -hmm. because of that. Right. I'm like, ah, it'll get better. Or like, ah, you know, it'll, ah, she's cute though, right? Right. Cute though, right? Mm -hmm. uh, now, uh, you know, she may be cute sitting across from me, but there's just certain values that she doesn't have, right? We don't have the same vision, right? We're not looking in, in the same direction. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, um, dinner's great. It's nice to meet you. Right. Um, I, I got a gym down the street. But, so, <laughs> right. so it, it, I can now, like you said, as I develop and I, you know, transition into into manhood, right? Probably always developing that, mm -hmm. but it's way easier for me now to sort of navigate these relationships or you know dating and mm -hmm. and knowing what I knowing what I want or why I'm even there in the first place. That why is super important, right? Right, because if I'm going based off the box, I'm not even looking at her as a girl. Mm. I'm looking at her as a trophy, mm -hmm. looking at her as, you know, sexual object, looking at her for all the wrong reasons, right? So once I kind of come into fruition and evolve into manhood, I'm looking at her as a woman. Now I'm interested in her experience mm -hmm. and what she has to say mm -hmm. versus, uh, yeah, I hear, because most of the time it's just game. Like, right. oh yeah, girl, da, da, da. Right. it's just game, right? Because I'm, I'm trying to win. This, this game yeah, yeah, yeah. that we because I'm still counting the score right and I would rather right. have early, early on like have a very you know, serious conversation mm -hmm. and like I really get the, the nuts and bolts of this person right. in, in, in right. one or two dates yeah and, and then I know whether if you know uh, what you're looking for right. you already know okay <laughs> yeah, yeah like if this is gonna work or not or you know or if he even has a chance or if right. he has a chance right. at all right. 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 right right yeah man I think that was there were so many great points in that where you know, we're understanding as it pertains to relationship. And a lot of people won't admit it. You know, we have to be very mindful of what we come to the relationship with. Okay. Right? And I say that because, you know, my parents split up early on. So I seen my mother be a strong and independent. Right? And then eventually moved my father uh, later on and saw him be strong and independent. So how do you think I came to my relationship? Strong well, and independent. independent. Yeah, sure. Not knowing that my wife is my partner. Not that I function Separate. apart from her. Yeah. Though we, you know, we're still individuals. But I was just like, I could do this by myself. Yeah. Right. Right? That's not a good mentality to bring to a partnership. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because a lot of marriage exposes you to yourself. For sure. You know yeah. what I mean? And with relationships, it's easy to blame the other person. Right. You don't do this. You don't do that. You don't do But, you know, a lot of, you know, me and my wife go back. Your job is not to enable my flaws. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. It's, yes. it's, 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 that's not what we're here for. We're here to right. help each other right. become the best that we could be. Right. right. So some of those things I have to address about myself. Okay. Right. And if we're both working and like we go back to this is something that, you know, if I'm going in a man box, I can do it by myself. We don't teach young men enough about team building. Mm -hmm. We might function on a team, mm -hmm. but I can be an individual on the team. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Because 
Although team might not have an I, it has an M and an E. Mm-hmm. Straight right. ass. Paul Scott is right, 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 right. You know what I <laughs> mean? So as long as I'm, hey, my stats is good, but we lost five games, bro. Right. But hey, man, I, hey, I scored every game though. Right. Yeah. Right. We gotta start, and like I said, serving others. Mm-hmm. Right. That this is bigger than me. Like life is bigger than us. Mm-hmm. Right. And once we kind of realize that and say, I do need to align myself with people with similar visions. With the, with the same core principles that right, I have, and right. we're not judging. Like you ever notice, like your core group of friends, you could just be yourself around. Right, absolutely. Like, yes. No, <laughs> no filter is no work. Like, right. Hey man, hey man. I, you know, me and my best friend had a crazy conversation. He told me stuff about his early childhood. Mm-hmm. I never knew about him. And right. I'm like, why do you do that? He's like, man, I just felt comfortable, man. Like, and that's that's. It shouldn't be work. Right. To be around. Your your real friends, right. you know what I mean. And if I'm trying to to ascribe to this box, mm. it's always going to be work. Because right, I'm, you're going to still try to impress yeah, them and like yeah. in whatever they got going on, right. and you know they got you know this in their house now, and it mm-hmm. you know yeah, like and you hold back the Joneses kind of thing, right? And and you hold back and yeah, and it's funny, I you know we we do this you know fitness stuff, and you you sit down in a sales situation with the person. I always tell. Um, my coach is in a sales situation. It's not about, I never care. You know, they'll come back to me disappointed, like, yeah, they didn't buy any training. And I'm like, I don't care mm-hmm. about that. I care about when that, that's per, that person's experience with you. Mm-hmm. When they see you on the street, are they going to bow their head or come towards you? Mm-hmm. If they're going to bow their head and walk away, you didn't do it too much. Mm-hmm. If they're going to come towards you, what means what, what happens is you left them with something that they want to continue to grow, right? right? So... You know, you plant a seed somewhere like that. That seed comes out of the thing because it wants more water and sunlight. Right. It wants more. That's right. why it comes out of the ground. Right. Because right? it got a little bit and it's like, wait, where where is more of that? Oh, right, right, it's right. up there. I'm going to come toward the sun. Right? right. So that's how I always look at it. Like if I have a relationship with somebody or if I have interaction with somebody and then the next time they see me or they talk about me to other people and it's not about them coming closer to me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, we didn't. That didn't go right. Mm-hmm. And it's typically because I held something back right. from right. from me. It's typically right. what it is. You know, I was... You you have to be... Yeah. Like, so I'm going to touch on two things. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm a servant, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes when you serve, 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 sometimes you forget about yourself. For sure. Right? So when I figured that out, I, I asked myself, like, do I love myself? Right now, of course, I love myself, right? But I was asking myself, well, if you love yourself, how come you don't show yourself no love? Mm. How come you don't do things that make you happy? How come you know? And you know, we can look at happy happiness on a huge spectrum. Right. But I wasn't giving anything back to myself. I was just giving, 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 giving. So I realized like a lot of this thing called we have to be okay with loving ourselves, mm-hmm. right? That's huge. And one of the things I, I want to say about um, shape training and when we first had our initial conversation um, years ago right right you said Paul it's not that I don't focus on my clients I love my clients well my athletes right right, right. but I I want to give the most to the people that I work with right and I was like what he's like you don't understand like if I give them the best that I can they're going to give the athletes the best that they can right. right and then as we look at it full circle and, and you know like 
your team is like a family. Right. You know what I mean? And then we're looking at the, the, the clients. You're like, yo, I want to, now that we do that, I want to make sure that the clients, because like, this is not a gym, the normal gym. Right. Right? It's not your normal everyday, and I don't want to call out other gyms because right. I don't, you know, do that. But there's so much culture here. It's so much of a, like, we want to have you, we want to make sure you have the best life. Not just, you know, look good and right. in, you know, in shape, but like, that your whole life is in shape. Right. You know what I mean? And like just seeing that, you know, seeing the different things you're putting together, man, is awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're, and 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 I think that comes with it when I wrote down a couple words I wanted to talk about, but I think that comes with a certain amount of introspection and looking at yourself and understanding where you are. But the word I really want to touch on is mm-hmm. peacefulness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Peacefulness. Um, I had played football, man. And, you know, I never believe I would be at odds with coaches about <laughs> how angry I had to be to play the game. Because I'm not really like an angry person. I'm a sort of like a chill person. Right. You know, now, here's the thing is I do, I have explosive moments when I, you know, and a lot of things we you talked about earlier yeah. is some things build up and then I go. But, right. I, you know, 95% of me is like really chill. I think take go with the flow and everything. Mm-hmm. And a lot of coaches would just not like that sort of thing and then you know they say not in this game right. you got it I need this from your yard and I need this and I'm like listen trust me when the ball goes up in the air I know it's mine I'll go get it don't right. worry about that but I'm just not going to be out here you know yeah. foaming at the mouth or anything like that <laughs> um, so it's funny that I have like this I have this value I try to have this value of peacefulness because I feel like mm-hmm. and then you guys can tell me what you really feel like because I feel like when when I don't take things too hard right. and I don't voluntarily raise my blood pressure and I don't voluntarily get angry and I don't voluntarily uh, the peacefulness that I have or try to have in every situation Mm -hmm. allows me to be more productive right right Right. Um, and like but intentionally working on working on being peaceful like if I gotta not talk about something and again I one day these guys can write a book and 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 uh make fun of some of the things I do but they can probably tell when I'm struggling with something because I just get quiet right. I'm just don't say anything yeah. and they're all looking at me and I'm like I don't know but I do know but I'm just angry and I don't want to say anything because right. I know right. if I start talking I'm probably not going to say anything that's now I've learned this about myself over time yeah. but I try to peacefulness I'm like mm. Yarden don't say anything wait till you can mm. come with a with a more peaceful answer so so here's Here's the answer, kind of both of those pieces, but focusing around peacefulness. Um, as it pertains to you being angry mm-hmm. and not saying anything, mm-hmm. right? I heard some ways that you might be right, but it's not the right time. Right. Emotions traditionally cloud judgment. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering if we we're going to get to this because mm-hmm. we're talking about so much emotion and you're like, use your emotions, use your emotions. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what we yeah. want. Mm-hmm. What's the timing? Yeah, what's the but, time? Yeah. But... You see, sometimes with women, they just tell you how they feel. Mm-hmm. They don't let it process, right? What Yarden has kind of learned how to do, and I tell this to a lot of young men, because I have to think through that emotion. Right. What What is, because I'm feeling it for a reason, right. but I got to think through it. And if I can think through it, then I can make sense of how I feel and how I need to communicate it. Now, if I just give you how I feel, how I feel it might right. not make sense. Right. Right? So I have to take the time to understand whatever has happened mm-hmm. 
this is how I feel about it, and this is how I need to communicate it to whoever I'm, you know, I'm talking to. But going back to the um, coach part, right? Coaches, in the scope of especially sports, they love aggression, right? Mm-hmm. Aggression, right. aggression, aggression, aggression. And going back to this man box, right? <laughs> right? Aggression is at the top of the list. Yes. Because yes. to be a man, air quote, you got to be aggressive. Right. If you're passive. That's outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Right? So I can't say I'm putting you in the game and I'm giving you this situation because I need you to be tough. I need you to be aggressive. I need you to... And it's okay when we're talking about sports. But once the game is over, have I ever learned to turn that off? Right. Yeah. Right? right. And the scope of a game is cool. But every player is different. Just like every person is different. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, the, and the, you know, the, the part of it is that we're treating, and especially now today's generation, is all oh, these kids are soft. These kids don't want right, that. Right, that. Right. And I'm like, and I'm guilty of saying that. I say that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> these kids are different, but right. we have to understand their difference. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they're not going to be us. Right. That's a fact. Right. Some some things about us wasn't necessarily wasn't good. right. <laughs> yeah, right. So we can't good. yeah. You know, right. give it at the holy grail of what you know athletes are supposed to be. Right. Can they can they be a little bit more aggressive? Yeah, they can be. But we gotta understand where they are as people. Right. Right? And how they had to things are easier now. Sure. Right? A part of what made us tough is the struggle. Right? So it, things were harder for the coaches that coached us. For sure. Definitely. Right? Things were a little bit easier for us, but still difficult, right? Thus our level of toughness or you know uh, uh, able to bounce back from adversity right right? with kids now you know whether it's the helicopter parents or whatever everything's easy like like GPS right yeah Yeah. no longer like well I'm a man I can't ask for directions I'm just gonna get my phone out it's like no big deal right right? it's not like the the whole thing right? right so we have to understand that things are in place that have made life so much easier even us as as adults have made it easier for them right Right, so with we got to understand where they at and how do we teach them resilience? How do we teach them, you know, how to bounce back when things don't go their way? Like that's a part of life. Things are not always gonna go your way, but you know, mom can't always save you, dad can't always save you. This thing is, you know, so we gotta be be willing to teach them those things versus just be tough. Right. You telling me to be tough is not necessarily a good enough reason for me to be tough. Right. right. Understand yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're right. So it, 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 we got to so, spend more time with that. So let's talk about <clears throat> it on an adult basis because I'm going to say this, right? There's a there's a lot of people my age, older, and I and I and I work with a lot of people, and I think for when you're in a position that I'm in and that Marty um, as well is in, and, and we're we're lucky in the fact that we have been like coaching people for years upon years and years. So here's what happened is as you know, with any relationship, as the time goes along, like they tell you more, right? And you just get in more um, situations with them. And sometimes you hear things and I'm hearing, and I keep on hearing, maybe they're missing like some resilience, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, you know, I think we can talk a lot about how we coaching our young kids, but mm. it's like, how are we coaching ourselves to, mm. you know, at 35 years old or 36 years old? Like, how do I, as a person, um, number one, recognize that I don't have, to me, basic life skills, right? Mm-hmm. And and by the way, I'm saying this, I'm, I may be missing some of these things myself, but, you know, these basic life skills. And I think resilience is the basic life skills because if you're alive, you're going to fail mm-hmm. at something. 
um, and then, you know, just bounce back. Is how do I recognize that? And then how? And then, and then what's the what's the tools? Like, what? All right, how, how do I get resilience at 35 or 40 years old? Like, how do I get that? So I believe, um, well, or anything. Right? So statistically, right, we're, we're going off like by 30, um, your brain is hardwired. Oh, hardwired. Yeah into routine and things that have developed in there. Not to say that you can't change it, it's a little right. bit harder to kind of reshape it, just a little bit more intentional to That's reshape right. mm-hmm. some of the things that, you know, how you go about your everyday life. Right. Okay? So, when we're talking about an adult versus, you know, an adolescent, which is, they're still moldable a little bit, right? We're, a lot of it is intentional self-work. Right? What we're talking about Am I getting the results that I want? Right? Because I think the world has a way of lying to us in a way. Like, okay, I'm 25, I'm 30. By 35, I should be here. Mm. But if I'm not, if I'm 35, I'm not married. Something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. If I'm this, like, so we set these. Yeah, we set these standards on. Yeah. We set these standards around um, We should have this by this time Right We should be here by this time And if we, we don't If the life conditions don't meet life If life expectations don't meet life conditions I'm frustrated mm-hmm. About mm-hmm. where I am yeah. Right Because everybody else has it Or this person You know what I mean All my, all my brothers and sisters are married And I'm not Or You know So we, we start to Go after things not based on an authentic level, more around what other people, what are, other doing. people are doing. And I, I mean, mm-hmm. talk about me again, right? Mm-hmm. 34, I'll be 35 this year. Like, I look at my core group of friends mm-hmm. from, from high school, right? Like, the last one is getting, you know, married this year. Mm-hmm. And then, then then there's still me. Like, I'm, I'm the last one. So I got to be like, sometimes I have to be careful. Like, go back to dating. Like, am I just trying to rush into this? Because, like, I'm... I'm, you know, like, like I got the, I'm supposed to have the wedding next summer, right? right. To f- fill it up. So, right. you know, you, absolutely, it's definitely like a society pressure thing. Those things that we create in our mind or from our from our friends or our family mm-hmm. that think we have to do certain things under a certain amount of time. Right. And, and we do it unconsciously. It's just in there, right? So I know Tony Robbins talks a lot about changing your blueprint. Not necessarily changing your goals, but cha- changing like, do I have to have it by that time? Yeah. Like. You, is my life over because it's, it's right. not here? Yeah, right. Like, I can always move it down the line because I want to make sure that I'm... So when we talk about resilience, right, and understanding what does it mean to be resilient, right, we have to ha- allow people... I think people are inherently negative about a lot of things. Yeah, I, I think that's... Yeah, society has yeah. molded us right we, that yeah. way. We that love way. drama. Right. It's the number yeah. one shows on TV. <laughs> yeah. We love nonsense. We love... There's all this crazy stuff. We, we're we in love with it. Yes. Right? So it's easier to be negative. It's easier to be the victim, right? right? To say, woe is me. Right? To be resilient, though, means that I'm fighting for something bigger than myself. Right? That, that this is a... A better cause. I've learned, like you say, where you are now. I learned to let the little stuff go. Right. It's really not that deep. Yeah. yeah. You know. So I got. I got to figure out. Life is going to hit everybody differently. We all going to have struggles, right? But you know, a lot of what I like to teach young men is that instead of being a problem, just be a problem solver. Mm-hmm. Right. Figure out how to get 
over it. Not to say ignore it. Right. But you got to find a way to experience it. Yeah, we were talking and, about that yesterday. And get, and get over it. Because in that thing, like what most people don't know is, and a lot of successful people say, that loss or that thing that happened is the best lesson yes. that you will get. You can't pay for experience. Right. So, under, this is what we're talking about, emotion. Why am I quiet? I, I need to process. Why is this happening? Why, is, why, is ha- why has this happened? It was something that I did, something that I need to learn. So, I'm becoming more introspective around learning from the thing that I'm suffering from versus, oh, I can't believe this happened. No. Learn from it. That's the forget school. That's the best teacher you're going to have. Yeah. And if I don't learn, it's probably likely it's going to happen again. And again and again and again and right. again. With more I, consequences yeah. each time, by the way. Right. You know? I think that's where that's where we're talking, you know, going back to how um, how men operate and then how, you know, how how the relationships with women, other men um, sort of go awry mm-hmm. is that we're not willing to look at what we're doing, make the changes. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, take it as experience as opposed to ta- as just as opposed to being victimized yeah. right i hate i hate vic- i hate victim stance mm-hmm. and i say you know not lots shouldn't say i hate but i hate victim stance <laughs> because it's such a listen it's such a passive position mm-hmm. that it shuts down our senses mm-hmm. now we're not seeing anything now i don't hear anything mm-hmm. you know when you, you you when you when when you're a victim when you get broadsided on the street right mm-hmm. You're right. You're, you're the victim. So now, anything that happens with regards to that, it's we talk about that person, that person, that person, that person, that person. When somebody breaks up with us, it's that person, that person. I don't know my father. It's better. So every single thing that happens to me in my life, well, I can bring it back to, you know, he's a fatherless child. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Absolutely, that was not a good thing. But get over it because at some point that lost its effect. Now. The attention to that thing is what brought the the issues moving forward. We give too much energy to the wrong thing. Right. Yeah. It's that negativity again. Right. I gotta I gotta redirect that energy. Right to where I want it to go. That same thing, like two things, two exact same things can happen to two different people, mm. and they process it completely different. Yeah. I gotta figure out how can this thing make me better, and that's very hard to do. But it's a part of being resilient. This has happened to me, right? And then we're talking from a spiritual perspective because God, God has allowed it to happen because He entrusted me to be able to handle it, mm-hmm. right? There's a God. Uh, God doesn't put on, put more on you than you then can you bear, handle. right? Right. So if He's allowed this to happen, that means He saw something in me to be able to get over it, it and learn tools. from it, or maybe use it to be able to teach other people. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So a lot of that is, is is understanding. It's bigger than me. Me getting over this is bigger than me. I gotta, you know. But that says you understand yourself right better. And, right. You know. So let's. And then this is we're we're always we're lucky, man. We bring we bring great people in. I mean, as you hopefully you guys have been listening. Um, Paul has a lot of tools in his tool belt when it comes to this and other things as well too. Um, Paul, real quick before we go, we're gonna wrap it up. But I wanna I want you to just. Tell us, tell, um, you know, those out there listening, you know, what's next for you? What are you doing? What's, what, where can we find you? Mm-hmm. Like, because I want to, I really want to, um, this is not going to be the last you hear from Paul. I really want inter- to integrate him into some of the things that we're doing because he can really speak, um, you know, speak to a lot of things. And he speaks well just in general. So um, tell us about what's next, man. Where can we find you? So 
Um, Power Coach Paul on that, on all my handles: mm-hmm. uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. I gotta redo my Twitter, but um, I'm on uh, Power Coach Paul. Uh, a lot of what we're we're building moving forward is um, not only you know the domestic violence, sexual assault education throughout athletics and um, college and professional, but more um, working around creating a space, right? So we talked a lot before um, about creating a space for people to be vulnerable, right? And especially young people to kind of nurture their gifts and kind of use that um, to help them be great people. Like you talked about, what if you had a young man from 8 to 32? That's what I plan to do. Right. Right. I don't just want to coach you on the field or in the weight room. I want to, you know, be able to nurture you throughout the whole process. I think a lot of people address the physical mm-hmm. but ignore everything else right a lot of what we deal with is 80 percent psychology 20 percent mechanics so be able to take young people and nurture them throughout life long term you know whether that's a community center so on and so forth but also help adults as well mm-hmm. right because a lot of times i'm, I'm yeah. in schools and people <laughs> like do you have something for the parents because <laughs> <laughs> we need yeah, it yeah because we think, need it you know Parents kind of get in the rat race of, I got to pay bills, I got this, I got that. And they they neglect themselves, they neglect some things that may have happened to them early on. So it's kind of just being able to address people on that level and um, grow a a culture around it. Kind of like what you did here at Shape, right? So figuring out how I can incorporate that um, with the talents of young people, but also, you know, help people to become whole, Mm. right? And function in that, that wholeness, right? And that's and that's what you should go into a relationship, whole. Whole. There you go. If they're whole and you're whole, then it should make for you know a great a great unity, you know. But if you're coming in half, you know, three fourths, and I'm seven eighths, good. Skyscrapers, thank you for listening in. Um, this is a very important. Um, episode. Please share this with your friends, um, man, woman, child. Listen up. I believe that there were a lot of good thoughts, um, recollection, recollections, um, and just tools being put out here in this um, in this you know hour that we were able to sit down with you. Um, we're coming back next week. We'll have a you know a, a good guest for you. Please make sure you're you're looking up Power Coach Paul, and that's um, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Find him. We'll post a couple things and make sure that you can uh, interact with him. Skyscrapers out. See you. Yep.